We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's December 15th. It is 2022. Thursday means it's football time. We're here to talk about the main slate for Sunday. We will have a bunch of content on Rotor Grinders for Saturday's slate. I know that I was just looking at stuff to do the expert survey, so we'll have an extra survey up for sure for premium members. So Saturday, we'll have a ton of content. We're going to continue to do what we normally do and focus on the main slate for Sunday. So just wanted to start by saying that. Joined as always by my good buddy, Keith Eiser. Ice 819 I, I hear you're having a good uh, good NBA night. That's always a good start to the podcast. Yeah, I've got a, a couple of different things brewing in NBA. All my single entry stuff is smashing right now. I was way heavy on Julius Randle and Fred Van Vliet. That worked out very well and i have a ton of jalen noel um we did not have that news until very late in the evening and i had i am like double the field on jalen noel so got a good shot in some large field stuff as well um we'll see hopefully i can report a bank here by the end of the show hey man 
I I wish nothing but the best for you. Um, I hope it happens. I did see. So I, I was super busy tonight, but I did see that like Sabonis had a twenty twenty game. Um, so uh, man, Bigs against Toronto for some reason it's working. Um, you wouldn't think it's gonna work, but it's definitely working. But anyway, we're here to talk some NFL football time. It's that time of the week where we grind some good old fashioned. NFL. So let's uh let's jump right in. I mean, interesting slate, some really good games, some games that are eh, um, some games that have a lot of potential. Uh so yeah, I mean, there's a ton of potential on this slate just in general. So hoping the weather in Buffalo on the Saturday slate is better by the time those games roll around. Um, because I mean, if not, we're gonna I mean, we're just gonna all play the Colts and Vikings. So Let's get on to the Sunday slate. Ten games. We start here with the Falcons at New Orleans taking on the Saints. 42 and a half total in this one. And New Orleans is a four and a half point favorite. It is finally time. It has come. It is finally time. Desmond Ritter is going to draw the start here at quarterback this week for Atlanta. How much does that change things? I don't know. Um, I mean, Atlanta is... The highest rush percentage in the NFL, you know, 52% of their snaps are rush plays and they are last in pass, obviously. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, not not a fun offense to target for DFS all year long. I, the change to Ritter changes that a little bit, just as in like targeting Ritter because he he does have rushing ability. He's not super cheap, though. He's 5,200, which is about where we saw Mariota for the, the majority of the season. Um, I think there's some rushing upside, but the passing upside leaves a lot to be desired for from a ceiling standpoint. You kind of need, I don't know, 100 rushing yards from him for him to really get there. I, I don't see him throwing for like three touchdown passes, um, especially not against a tough New Orleans defense. So passing interest um, just because of the rushing ability but I don't love any pass catchers to stack him with or anything like that. So probably just a, a naked situation for Ritter um, and being his first professional start, even that's a little bit iffy. If he was in the 4Ks, if he was 4,500 minimum price, then maybe you take some shots. But up at 5,200, I don't know that I'll I'll be going there here. Tough matchup against New Orleans. It is nice that it's in the Dome, though, and weather is going to be something that, that we have to talk about as we get later on in the year, too. So, I mean, the interesting thing when I was looking into Ritter is he averaged almost 10 plus rushing attempts per game in college. How much does that translate? I mean, it's Atlanta. They want to run the football. So I don't really think much is going to change with Desmond Ritter than like what we saw with Marcus Mariota. And like you mentioned, like he's not 4,800. You know, Mariota had, I think, three games over 20 fantasy points and two of those games were like 24. The other one was like right over 20. Um, so I don't think much changes in this offense. I, I don't think I want to take shots on London. He is really cheap. And if you think they're going to throw the ball a little bit more, I don't personally I think they're going to try to grind out the run. Uh, but London is coming off of a 12 target game, you know, Marcus Mariota threw 24 times and London had 50% of the targets. So London, I still think is the upside guy in the past game. Like if you're going, cause Atlanta's defense is terrible and you mentioned the dome. So if you're going like an Andy Dalton, Chris Olave type of stack 
and you want to run it back with like Drake London, I don't hate it. I mean, that's the scenario I think you're going to get into. And honestly, I think Andy Dalton's actually in play this week. Um, I think he's the better quarterback in this game at the same price, which isn't saying much. Um, but uh, let's get to the Saints side. I, I mean, I'm, I'm done talking about Atlanta. I really don't think much is going to change for them. Let's get to the Saints side. I mean, this is a fantastic matchup. This is one of the worst defenses in the league. I think they're 30th in overall DVOA, 29th against the pass. Um, Andy Dalton's 5,200. The problem with Andy Dalton is you worry about like Taysom Hill taking some touchdowns away. Um, but I mean, Alave at 65 is in a fantastic spot here. Um, so even if you don't want to play Dalton and you want to go like Alave by himself in this game or with London, I think he's, he's going to be my main target from the saints. Um, yeah, you could go Landry at 38. I don't love it. He's just not getting a ton of targets in an offense and game. I mean, with the pace that Atlanta plays at, you're not going to get as many snaps here. So I think Alave and pay attention to like if Johnson or Troutman are out, if one of those guys sits, you could potentially play the other one if you wanted to, but Taysom Hill's the tight end slash quarterback slash goal line back. So I don't think I want to play um, Alvin Kamara here, but he is cheap. Yeah. I, I like the Olave call a lot. Um, I think he can succeed here. Even if Andy Dalton doesn't go nuts, Olave can have a big game. We saw him earn big target shares week after week. Um, I'm on the fence about Dalton. It, it reminds me a little bit of the, the Russell Wilson play I tried to talk you out of last week, and that, that worked out really well. Even did not play left. him, for what it's worth. Did not end <laughs> up on him on any team. Um, did not have a good week, but did not end up on him on any team. Um, I did not end up on any Lawrence or Ingram either. So, yeah. Yeah, the Lawrence was the one I was missing for sure. But, yeah, Russell Wilson was on his way to crushing um, before he unfortunately left with a concussion, and he still had a really good game. But, he did. Um, yeah, this is a good spot for Dalton. It's just it's an uncomfortable thing. We've got a couple of high upside quarterbacks in great spots. Um, a, a little bit of value sprinkled throughout the slate, too, where I think it, it won't be terribly difficult to get up to them. I, I get the Dalton call. I think I can get the majority of his produ- production just by playing Olave, though. So I might just do that. I'm a little more interested in Kamara than you. I know it's uncomfortable. Like the volume has not been there here recently. Um, hasn't seen a ton of work in the passing game, but now um, Mark Ingram is on the IR. That gives him a little bit more touchdown equity. Obviously, you still have to worry about Taysom Hill. Um, they love to use him around the goal line, and like he'll just take the direct snap and, and rush it from the quarterback position. Um, just Atlanta's defense is so bad. I think Kamara has some upside here. Like it's not the volume is down and the efficiency has been terrible recently. So that's not a comfortable play either. Uh, but this game being in the dome, a great matchup here against Atlanta. Um, I will have a little bit of Kamara. But it's not like, like I hear your point about Ingram, but it's not like he was getting a ton of touches either. I mean, the Saints just don't – I mean, they don't run enough plays really ceiling-wise, I guess. So maybe Dalton isn't a great play um, in general. I'm with you. I think you could get most of your production through like a Camara or like an um, Olive, so Alave. Yeah, I, maybe I don't like Dalton. I just – I mean, if you get away from the top guys, right? Like the top guys, we're going to talk about all those guys. Um, I feel like – 
whoever starts for the Jets um, at quarterback, whether it be Mike White, whether it be Zach Wilson, whether it be Jack, Joe Flacco, I think whoever starts for the Jets is going to be your – I mean, we're about to talk about that game, so we can talk about it more, but I think they're going to be like your cheaper, chalkier play. So I'm just – like my, my mindset is initially to think about like who could I potentially pivot off of um, their – you know, and I mean, Dalton was one of the guys that was like, oh, the matchup's fantastic. So that that was the initial thought on Andy Dalton. So we'll see as we go through um, what we're looking at at quarterback. But we are moving on to Detroit at New York facing the Jets. 44 and a half total here. Detroit, a one point favorite. Um, we kind of mocked Detroit being a favorite last week. <laughs> 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 Who was wrong there? <laughs> we were. Um, I did get Jared Goff's uh, passing prop though, um, so that was that was nice. But let's go to the Detroit side of this game first. Jared Goff. Um, I mean, the Jets' defense is solid. I mean, we should start with saying like the the Lions have been in some high scoring games this year, but the Jets' defense is a top ten defense against the pass and the run. They're a top ten defense overall, just in general. So. We should start with that as far as Detroit goes, but I mean, this Detroit offense is kind of clicking on all cylinders right now, and this should be a spot where it's like, let's see how this defense performs against this, um, you know, offense that's playing really well. Yeah, this game is is very interesting to me. If Detroit is popular at all, I'm completely fine fading them. And that, like I I played Jared Goff was my highest owned quarterback last week. He was my pick to throw for 300 yards. He's done that in two straight games now. Um, Jared Goff has been phenomenal this season when he's at home. This is a different scenario here. Going to New York in the northeastern weather in December, playing a very good Jets defense. I don't think this is a spot for Jared Goff. One of the knocks on him coming out of college was the, the size of his hands. He has small hands. And throughout his career, he struggled in cold weather, played played in LA for the majority and he had big home road splits when he played in LA and went on the road to cold weather. And if you look at his game logs this year, all of his smash games have been at home this season, him going outdoors, playing this really good jets defense. I'm off Jared Goff this week. Um, I still have a little bit of interest in Deandre Swift. Um, I played a good amount of him last week that did not work out very well. Um, also a good amount of Amon Ross St. Brown, and he didn't quite get there. So I had a ton of golf with Jefferson on the other side. They got really, really close. Um, didn't have enough DJ Chark, who's the guy who you kind of needed. Um, I, I don't think this is the week. Like, we've been all over this Detroit offense for a long time, but th- I don't think this is a great spot for them. Mike Clay on an ESPN article was talking about how since week four, only Jacoby Myers has reached over 20 fantasy points against this Jets defense. One time. Um, one player since week four. I mean, we're in week 15. That's fantastic stat. Mike Clay continues to crush it in the content game. So, I mean, the one thing, right, is you want to stay away from the the two guys on the outside. Was it Gardner and Reed? Um, so you want to stay away from those guys. So maybe, just maybe, like if you are playing the Jets side of this game, which, I mean, I do like the Jets side. I think a lot of people will like the Jets side of this game. So if you are playing the Jets side of this game, St. Brown's going to get a lot of targets in the slot. And he's he's just so expensive. But the Jets side of this game is still pretty cheap that 
like you could you can make it work that way. So I still think St. Brown is playable. I hope that everyone kind of is just off him, kind of coming off of a bust week. Tough Jets matchup, but really he's gonna see 55 to 65 percent of his snaps in the slot, and that's defense is still really good. Uh, don't want to like say that it's not, but that's where they they somewhat struggle is against the slot receiver, and St. Brown is one of the best slot receivers in the NFL this season. So maybe, just maybe, you get that like two-touchdown game, your jet stats work, and you're off to the races on making sure the rest of your team kind of works out. So uh, let's go to the Jets side. I mean, it sounds like Mike White is going to start. I want, I think we all want Mike White to start. You know, coming off of a tough matchup at Buffalo. Okay, we knew it. We knew it. We we said it last week. We said this is the week that if you've been playing the Jets, you might want to put the hammer down a little bit and you know take a take a step back. Garrett Wilson was still popular. He did not have a great game. This is an excellent spot to go right back. Everyone else was off or went on it last week. We're gonna jump back on and hope everyone jumps off of this this week. So Garrett Wilson, I think he's a fantastic play. I think Mike White, if he plays, is a fantastic option. I mean, they have no problem chucking the football around the field. So I don't hate that. The running back situation is still, I think, Knight is getting the carries. You worry about Carter, like, being more involved eventually. But until that happens, I think Knight is still very playable here at 5,300. I think the one thing that I can say with pretty good um, certainty is James Robinson is not the guy. So I think Knight, Wilson, White, and then, I mean, if Corey Davis is out with the concussion, maybe we go back to go back to Elijah Moore and see if that kind of works out. But, I mean, I know I'm, I'm rambling on here. What are your thoughts on the Jets? No, I, I think you you covered everything really well. Garrett Wilson, absolutely go right back to him. Um, if this game was in Detroit, it would be the game of the week by far. Um, I think b- being outdoors in New York, um, it's a little bit tougher. I don't have a ton of interest in the Detroit side, but I, I do think that Detroit's defense has overperformed recently. Um, they, they've been actually decent for like four or five weeks now. I don't think that they're anything to be scared of. I think Mike White is a capable quarterback. Garrett Wilson is an excellent wide receiver. So I love the Garrett Wilson call. I'm with you on Zonovan Knight. Um, I'm you worry about the passing game work for for Knight um, with Carter there. It's it seems pretty clear that they're going to use Knight on first and second down. Carter's going to be kind of the third third down guy. Um, but I do still have a little bit of interest in in Knight because I think he's the goal line. He gets the goal line work, and he's only fifty three hundred in a great matchup against Detroit. So I'm I'm going to play some Zoneman Knight as well. Um, I like the Elijah Moore call. We've seen his target share uh, tick up a little bit ever since they moved away from Zach Wilson. Um, if they go back to Zach Wilson, I would not go to Elijah Moore. But Elijah Moore at thirty six hundred is is a very interesting punt option at wide receiver. Um, and then Tyler Conklin, I think, has a decent role at tight end for thirty one hundred as well. Like um, Conklin even more if if we get like if we get news that Davis is not going to play, um, that's when I yeah. become more interested. And honestly, like if you want to just be different in this game, you could play Knight and the Jets defense. I think the Jets defense is I super playable call. here. 
Yeah. Um, so you could be you could be contrarian in a, in a good game script for night. Um, you just kind of hope that Wilson doesn't have that big game or White doesn't have that big game. And I, I like it even more if Mike White gets ruled out and they go back to Zach Wilson. I like the Jets defense even more in that scenario. So uh, we got the Chiefs and the Texans, 49 and a half total. Uh, the Chiefs are a 14-point favorite in this game. I mean, probably not enough. We'll start here with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they're going to crush Houston in this game. I mean, we know that it's going to happen. I we I think we both are going to be kind of concerned about like paying the price for Kelsey in a game that he might not play the fourth quarter. Um, he's 7,800. I mean, if this game stays somewhat close, like if you're playing Kelsey, I think you have to have exposure to Houston as well and just hope that the game stays close. Um, I, I mean... Patrick Mahomes is 8,100. Do we think he can get there in three quarters? Yeah. Do I want to risk it at 8,100? Maybe. <laughs> what are your <laughs> thoughts here on the Chiefs? Yeah, like the the passing game is is really tough here. Mahomes and Kelsey are, are super expensive. But there is a chance that they could absolutely smash in three quarters and the Chiefs score five touchdowns and then they get pulled, then it doesn't matter because Kelsey's already caught to him and Mahomes is thrown for four of them. Um, I don't think that's the most likely way I'm attacking this game. Um, the running back situation hasn't been fun to figure out for the Chiefs all year. This really feels like an Isaiah Pacheco game, though. Um, I know McKinnon is the guy that exploded last week. He had He's a more... lot of like passing down like, yep, catches exactly. and, and a couple yep. of big plays. So if we think that Mahomes can get them up big early, it feels like the whole second half is just going to be handed up to Pacheco. Um, he's 5,900. Houston has the worst run defense in the NFL. I don't know how popular he's going to be. I don't want to play him into chalk very much. Um, but if he comes in at like 15%, I would have a ton of interest in Pacheco. I don't know how much Kelsey I'm playing at this point. Like he's so tough. Like he has to, to score twice to pay off his price tag um, or go for like 180 yards, which we have absolutely seen him do before. I just, I like, this feels like you, you attack it with the running game. Um, that's just the way that you beat Houston. I know Kansas city throws the ball a ton, but it feels like they should lean on the running game a little bit more here. Pacheco is, is main interest. I love that call. Um, I, I like that call a lot. I, I was, I'm with you, by the way. I, McKinnon, he smashed last week, and a lot of it had to do with it. It was a, it was a tight game. It was a close game. With Pierce doubtful, the with the wide receiver issues, with the poor quarterback play, Denver's. I mean, Houston's just not keeping up in this game. They're just not keeping up in this game. If they do, kudos to this team um, for showing up, but. Pacheco call fantastic. Don't mind pairing Pacheco with the Kansas City defense in this game. Um, you're going to get poor quarterback play, so I, I definitely Kansas City is going to be on my list as far as defenses this week. Let's go to the Houston side. I have no idea who's going to start. No one knows who's going to start, whether it be Davis Mills or Dreskel. I mean, who knows? Flip a coin. Um, I mean, they, they're probably going to use both of them. They did that last week, and yeah, it was like thirty three sixty seven or something, right? Yep. So, I mean, Pierce is doubtful. We don't expect him to play. Um, there's no reason for him to play. He seems like he's going to be a very talented running back for years to come. So, no reason to push that. 
I don't think I want to touch the running back situation. Maybe in large field tournaments, you could take a shot on Rex Burkhead, but I'm probably not going to. Now it comes down to, I mean, Brandon Cooks, probably not going to play. I mean, he didn't practice Wednesday again. Nico Collins, probably not going to play. Chris Moore, 4,200. We talked about him on the podcast last week. I was way overweight. I think I had 75% by the end of the weekend um, was up. Still did not have a good week. Um, he absolutely smashed. He had, what was it, 10 catches for 124, no touchdown. Like, if those guys are out, yep, uh, right back to it. Like, there's not even – I'm not even thinking twice about it. He's going to play. He's not he, – he's maybe wide receiver three moving forward on this team. But, I mean, Hooks and Collins are the guys right now. So, I think it's an excellent spot for Chris Moore to maybe earn a roster spot next year, maybe earn a starting job next year. And I'm not playing Dorsett or Rogers. I mean, you can if you want to. Maybe Rogers over Dorsett, but I, I mean, we have to like Houston, right? They're going to be trailing the whole game. The game script's perfect. The running backs out. The wide receivers are super cheap. Like, tell me why I shouldn't like these high, Houston wide receivers, Keith. Oh yeah, I, I love the Houston wide receivers, and I I'm interested in Dorsett and Rogers too. I know Chris Moore got all the work, and by I'm going right back to him for sure. Um, yeah, forty five point eight percent target share last week. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, and they're without Damian Pierce, they have no choice but to throw the ball. I know Kansas City doesn't have a great run defense, but we're talking about Agumba Wale and Rex Burkhead. Like, they're not going to be able to run in this spot. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they're they're gonna have to. They're gonna get behind. They're gonna have to throw the ball. Chris Moore saw eleven targets. He's forty two hundred. Amari Rogers is 3,200. He saw five targets. I'll take five targets at 3,200 all day long. And even Dorsett, I know he didn't, he's the one that busted out of the three. Um, he still saw a bunch of snaps and he's 3,300. If we see 40 dropbacks here, um, I'm interested in, in Dorsett as well. He's definitely large field tournament only because he's going to be a boomer bust guy. Like he, he probably needs a long touchdown to, to get there but it could certainly happen against this Kansas City defense. And then Ogumba Wale is is 4700 and he has shown the ability to catch passes in the past. Um I, I think he's a fine run back as well, but the receivers being cheaper than him, I probably just play the receivers. Um Jordan Aikens is interesting as well. I I played a lot of him last week and it hasn't worked for a couple weeks now. But he's had a couple spike weeks where he's seen like six targets. Um, I don't hate him at twenty seven hundred either. I just I think Houston gets put in a position where they have to throw a ton in this spot. Dame Damian Lillard just continues to crush his point prop. Just played every day. Um, simple as that. All right, so we got the Eagles and the Bears. You know, if you would have asked me, oh, like week two, how do I feel about this game? I'd be like, oh, whatever. You ask me right now, I'm like, yeah, Eagles and Bears, 48 and a half total, Philadelphia nine-point favorite. Jalen Hurts is making his case to win the MVP. He's having a season. He is on fire right now. I mean, it's hard not to rank him as quarterback one on any slate, but it's really hard not to rank him quarterback one against this terrible Chicago defense. Um I mean, I don't know if you necessarily need to pair him with Brown or Smith, but Hertz, I think, is clearly QB1 for me um, right now. 
yeah, I love the Philadelphia side of this game. Um, I'm concerned about the Chicago side, but Jalen Hurts, I agree with you, absolutely quarterback one. He should be able to do it any way he wants, whether it's with his legs. I could, I wouldn't be surprised to see him throw for 300 yards in this spot either. Um, Chicago's defense is terrible. I don't love that it's outdoors in Chicago in the cold weather, um, but Hurts can certainly get there multiple ways. This Chicago defense has no chance of stopping him. So I'll, I'll stack him up with Brown and, and Smith as well. Um, I think Miles Sanders is, is also a fantastic play. 6,500, a little bit more than you want to pay for him. Um, coming off a really good game against the Giants, though. I prefer the Hurts stacks um, or even Hurts by himself, but I think Miles Sanders is, is absolutely in play against this horrible Chicago defense also. Dallas Goddard could be a really good tournament target. Um, I mean, he practiced Wednesday. He's eligible to be activated um, this week. So, I mean, if he does return in this game, you know, this is a pass defense that kind of stinks. And by kind of, I mean, they really do just stink. (laughs) They are 31st in DVOA against the pass. They're the worst defense in the league at 32nd DVOA. I mean, this is an amazing matchup for Philadelphia. This offense is just it's so condensed. It's so condensed. It's AJ Brown. It's Devonte Smith. And when Goddard's playing, it's really hard to play Quez. Um, I mean, the target shares for those three guys are just so high. And yeah, I think Miles Sanders definitely in play in tournaments uh, could be a really good pivot. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I'd play Sanders and Hertz together, but I could see them scoring four or five touchdowns in this game and it working. So Hurts just so so much. I mean, he has a rushing touchdown now in four of his last five games. He's thrown for multiple touchdowns in four of his last five games. Like 8,200, and you're almost like saying, hey, I'm just going to pay 8,200 for 30, 30 points and move on um, with Jalen Hurts right now. So love him. Um, definitely interest in A.J. Brown. Definitely interest in Devontae Smith. Do like Goddard if he comes back. And then I like your uh, Miles Sanders call. Going to the other side of this game, Chicago. I mean, you know, obviously we'll have to see if Justin Fields is going to play. Sounds like he's going to play. Sounds like it's just an illness. Um, I mean, the biggest takeaway from Green Bay was he didn't run. I mean, what was it? Six attempts uh, for 70 something yards or something like that. He he ran well. He just didn't run a lot. Had a a solid game. Um, Claypool dealing with a knee injury. Really want to see him play in this game. I think that he has some decent upside in a good game script type of game. But, I mean, maybe Fields is the tournament option here if you don't want to play Hurts. But but the price is just – I mean, they're really close. I mean, they're $1,000 difference. Like, I think I'm trusting Hurts. What do you like here for the Bears? I don't like anything for the Bears, and that's kind of that's my wow. concern here. <laughs> yeah, uh, Philly defense. We did not mention the Philly defense. Definitely, you can play some Philly defense here in the spot. The Bears offensive line gives up a ton of sacks. Um, Fields runs into sacks, so play the Philly defense. I'm a Bears fan. I absolutely love Justin Fields, but I'm still concerned about that shoulder. Um, I also am very concerned about his ability to run for a 50-yard touchdown every single week. Like he just keeps doing that. And one of these weeks, he's not going to have that. If he wouldn't have run for that 50 yard touchdown last week, he would have been a complete bust. Like, well, week I'm before, t- they were, they had a bye last week. So he had an extra yeah, week for the shoulder. Ago. Extra week for the shoulder. Yeah, fair enough. I, I do feel better about the shoulder. Um, this Philly defense is really tough, though. 
Um, not a good spot for him. I like Mooney's on IR now. I just there's no way they're having success through the air against this Philly defense. So but it's Philly, entirely really, really quick, Keith. I just yep. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. You're a Bears fan, and you're you're just like the Bears stink. And I'm gonna play devil's <laughs> advocate. The Philadelphia run defense is 24th in DVOA. Their pass defense is incredible. Their pass defense. I'm with you. They're they're really. But maybe that even points more to like a, you know, 18 to 20 attempt like passing game and Justin Fields runs 15 to 20 times and you're paying 7,400 for a quarterback that has running back ability and upside here. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree with you. If I knew the shoulder was completely fine, I think Fields would be an awesome tournament play. I'm a little concerned about it. Um and I like there's just there's no passing up. So like I don't think he's throwing for 200 yards against this this defense. So to do it all on the ground. And if he runs 15 times, he certainly has the chance to do that. If he runs six times again, I have a hard time seeing him get there. I, I my favorite play from the Bears is is David Montgomery. Um, I could be talked into a little bit of Cole Komet. I don't love the price on him, but he's had a much better role here recently. Claypool being on the injury report and just hasn't figured out the offense yet. Not excited about that. I would play Equinemius St. Brown over Claypool. To be honest, I don't love that either, though. Um, I just I don't think they have any success through the year. I think if Fields is good to run it 10 to 15 times, they might have a chance to move the ball here. Montgomery's probably getting 20-plus carries in this spot, though. So I think Montgomery would be my favorite way to run it back. Just think, we get Justin Allen against the Bears next week. Um, and then New Year's New Year's Day. I already kind of looked ahead, but New Year's Day. Chicago in Detroit. In oh, Detroit. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> like, hopefully Field shows us that he can run by then because that game could be like 40 uh, to 45. <laughs> yeah, that I, I looked ahead and I saw that and I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> Justin Fields week. Um, yeah, so anyway. All right, we're going to move on. We got Pittsburgh at Carolina, 37 and a half total in this game. Carolina, a two and a half point favorite. Uh, it sounds like Mitchell Trubisky is going to start. Um, I mean, it's still kind of early in the week, but Pickett was limited Wednesday. I think he's really got to progress more before they say he's going to play. I mean, it's concussion. If he plays, if he's good to go, he'll be good to go. Um. Keith, I'm struggling with this game. This is a 37 and a half total game. You know, we have the Denver game coming up where it's like 36 and a half or something. We have two really low total games on the slate. Um, is there anything, anything besides potential defenses that you want to play here on the Pittsburgh side? No, especially if it's Trubisky. Um, there's just, there's no way. This Carolina defense has played really well. They like I picked against them in Seattle last week. Um, and they showed me that that Carolina is for real now. They played really well here since the switch is Sam Darnold. So I'm kind of believing in them a little bit. They have defense. I'm just I don't see anything um, on the the Pittsburgh offense here that I want. Like especially if Harris is out. Like he's had some success here recently, but I still don't feel great about that. Um, no chance I'm playing the passing game if Trubisky is the quarterback. If Harris sits and Fairmuth sit, I definitely don't mind potentially taking a few shots on like Johnson or Pickens just by process of elimination. But 
I mean, I have a ton of interest in the Carolina defense in this game. Like Trubisky came in last week at what do you throw two, three picks against Baltimore? Um, you know, so I thought they were gonna win that game. And then Trubisky's like, hey, here you go, Baltimore. Here you go, Baltimore, here you go, Baltimore. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Carolina side of this game, you know, the running back situation is frustrating. You know, Foreman is someone I was way overweight on last week, talked about him. Um I mean, hit his rushing prop, which was nice. Helped me in the, you know, fantasy prop department. But, I mean, Hubbard got the touchdown. They're both getting a ton of work. DJ Moore. DJ Moore had three targets and zero catches last week. A lot of us were on him last week. I was overweight on him with everybody else. I, I think it's the one of the running backs. I, pr- I still think I prefer Foreman and the defense and move on. I really don't think you can trust his passing game at all. It seems like Sam Darnold is perfectly okay with managing games and letting the defense play well. I mean, they won against Denver. They beat Seattle last week. I think they have a great chance to beat Pittsburgh in this game. So, I mean, I think it's the one of the running backs, like I said, and the defense. I think Carolina defense is one of the better defenses this week. Yeah, I, I have the same feelings. And, I, like, even your lean in the backfield, like, I know Hubbard had the better game last week, but it's, like, Foreman still feels like he should be the guy they're giving the ball to down at the goal line. Um, I, I don't know. I think that they can have some success running the football here against Pittsburgh. Foreman is still really cheap. If if you have a, a someone else has a stronger lean towards Hubbard, I wouldn't try to talk you out of it. Um, but I'm I'm with you on this one. I think Foreman is is a talented running back. Um, he still got 20, 21 carries last week. Um, just didn't find the end zone. If he would have found the end zone, I think think he might have been a little bit popular here. Nobody's playing him in the split against a perceived touch ma- tough matchup against Pittsburgh, but I, I like the Foreman call a lot. Agree with you kind of on DJ Moore. Like he just – like the target share isn't what we want it to be. He's 5,300. If I was playing a Carolina wide receiver in this spot, which I'm probably not, but LaVisca Chenault has seen enough tick and work here recently. He's 3,400. I don't hate him as a, as a punt. Yeah, for me – it's really Foreman or Hubbard. I mean, I don't mind either one of these guys. I still lean Foreman. He's still getting, it's like 50, 40% snap share. And he's still getting way more carries. Um, I say way more, but it's, it's a good more, like a good percentage. Um, so I still lean Foreman. I like the defense. I like the Pittsburgh defense. I think the Pittsburgh defense is a good tournament play as well. Um, I just don't, I don't expect Sam Darnold to throw as much as Trubisky here. And I think Sam Darnold's going to throw the ball better then Trubisky in this game. So Carolina defense with one of the running backs um, don't have to spend a ton of time on this game. It's going to be a low scoring game. Um, we got Dallas at Jacksonville 47 and a half total Dallas four and a half point favorite. I mean, this is one of the first weeks in a while. I feel like Dallas hasn't been at least like a seven point favorite. Um, I don't know if this line is right or not. Jacksonville coming off of a really strong performance, maybe shifting this line a little bit, but I mean, we really haven't got to play dallas in like close projected games yet i mean they i mean for some reason the houston game last week was close um <laughs> Dak did not have a good game last week pollard continued to shine um last week what are we doing here with the dallas cowboys yeah, i kind of agree with you this the spread feels a little bit short here i know it's in jacksonville which certainly helps the jaguars um but i still feel like dallas is a far better team than Jacksonville. Great weather. So, I mean, it's going to be beautiful this weekend here in Florida. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a big deal when we've got these other games that are going to be in like thirty degree weather or, or colder in some spots. I like you mentioned Pollard; he looks amazing. The price is coming up now. Like, can he continue to smash on just really great efficiency and not great volume? Probably. Um, this is a good matchup. I'm interested in both running backs. I don't love that that Pollard's priced up now. Um, I have interest in Zeke. I know like he's he's not as fun to play as Pollard, but he still has phenomenal goal, goal line role. He scored a touchdown in one, two, three, four, five, six straight games. Um, like they're like, give me Zeke to score a touchdown in this game at 6,200. He doesn't need to do a, a ton more than than score a touchdown. Um, so I'm still interested in Zeke. Obviously, you prefer Pollard for that explosive playability. Um, and he can he can find the end zone from anywhere on the field. So he, he's absolutely in play. I love both running backs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know that I trust the passing game at this point. Um, Dak, like it was Houston and he just, he did not play well last week. Um, The Jacksonville pass defense isn't anything to be afraid of by any means. Um, But CD lamb is priced up. Dak isn't necessarily that cheap. I probably just play the running backs here. Um, I don't mind Schultz at 4,400. He, he has a decent role as far as tight ends go. I don't love the price on Lamb, and I don't love the price on Dak. So I I don't know that I stack them up much, but I do like both running backs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter you a little bit. I think this, if you want to take a shot on Dak, this might be like one of the better spots to do it. Um, Jacksonville, terrible against the pass. What are they? I think they're 30th in DVOA against the pass. Not good at all. Um, and I mean, maybe Lawrence can't keep up. Maybe the stack is potentially there. I don't know, know. Like, if you're playing Dak, I don't think you necessarily have to sack CD. I think, like, Schultz has two touchdown upside. So, if you want to take a shot on him, I think you probably could take a shot on Gallup in large field tournaments if you wanted to. Like, you could go like a Gallup Schultz, um, Gallup Schultz, like Dak team and just hope that, you know, Pollard or Elliott doesn't score and, you know, CD just kind of stays on planet Earth this week. But, I mean, I kind of like the Cowboys passing attack here. I'm with you. They love to run the football. Pollard and Elliott have been great. Um, I mean, I think Pollard's helped Elliott more than people want to admit. Like, this dude is fresh, and he he looks fantastic. You, like, you look yeah. at the last, what, three games, and he's averaging over four yards per carry. Uh, you talked about the touchdowns. 
teams cannot stop this dude on the goal line right now. And it's fantastic. They can get Pollard a lot of work coming down the field and you know, Zeke is ready to go and um, it's working. So love the Zeke call. I just, I still, I'm going to continue to say it. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. I still don't think like Zeke has that like 30 point upside unless Pollard gets hurt during the game, which concerns me a little bit for tournaments. So I, I still lean playing Zeke more on like FanDuel than I do on DraftKings. The price difference still makes me like interested. Um, He's still 7,500 on FanDuel, but like at least now, like Pollard is like $700 more than him on FanDuel. So if he does get that two touchdown game and Pollard doesn't find the end zone, you gain a lot there. So I think you can play a lot of Dallas, whether you want to play the rushing game. I think you just have to build smart teams when you're building Dallas teams. Um, There's a lot of correlation and upside here. It's just building the right teams. Um, Like you don't want to probably play Pollard and Zeke together. That's not smart. Um, I don't know how much like, I don't know how much Elliot you want to play if you're playing Dak because you're really hoping Dak gets like the three touchdown game instead of Zeke getting the two touchdown game. So be smart when you're building Dallas teams, but great team to target. It's going to be in the fifties here in Jacksonville. Um, I'm like two hours away from Jacksonville. Sunday is going to be beautiful. So uh, weather wise, definitely a good spot to target. Let's go to the Jags side of this game. I mean, what the heck, what the heck (laughs) happened? Like, Trevor Lawrence threw for 365 yards last week. What? <laughs> like, uh, just like he, what? Like Keith, where, where did that come from? Like, oh, I am, uh, man, I, I was watching some of that. I was, I was legit like watching that game and just absolutely frustrated. Cause I know like he showed, he, he's shown it. Like he's shown against Baltimore. He had a really good game against Baltimore. He had a great game against the Chargers earlier this season. Like he's shown that he can do it. But the dude just dudded against Detroit. Oh, yeah, my that was gosh. my point. What? Yeah. Like, like he was right on the borderline of whether, like, I was Sunday morning. This, like, he was in my player pool until Sunday morning. I looked at that game against Detroit. I'm like, if he can't do it in Detroit, like, he, like, I know the Tennessee pass defense is horrible. It's a great spot for Trevor Lawrence. And I X'd him out at the last minute. I did have a little bit of Evan Ingram, but I didn't have any with Lawrence. And it was, it was painful because, yeah, he was just shredding last week. Everyone. He threw it to everyone. He, like, I played some Christian Kirk. Yeah, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> Say Jones, monster game. Congratulations to people who played him. Um, Marvin Jones, that didn't work. So, yeah, Evan Ingram. <laughs> if you didn't have Evan Ingram last week, you probably didn't win a tournament. And if you did win a tournament without Evan Ingram, congratulations to you. That's fantastic. You did really good roster construction. Uh, the dude had 170, 162 yards and two touchdowns last week. Um, he's 3,800 this week in a game they should be trailing. He's going to be extremely popular. But honestly, I don't know if we can fade him. Like, I don't know. Um, the one thing that we have going for us here, if you want to be underweight and you think you want to play the Cowboys um, running game and not play the Jags passing game, this is the best, the best. Number one, uno, uno pass defense in the NFL. Um, talk to me here about the Jags. Yeah, I probably have to fade him again. Um, that Dallas pass rush is very, very scary. Um, number one pass defense, you just mentioned it. So this is a much worse spot. Like I knew it was a great spot for him last week. This is an objectively bad spot this week. It doesn't mean that Lawrence can't 
get it done. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I just, I trust the Dallas defense up the, the massive game again here. Um, I think that it gains a little bit of popularity. I think a lot of people will be playing Dallas, like you said, and, and Jacksonville just going off like Lawrence just going off last week will make people comfortable if they need to save a couple hundred from Dak to go down to Lawrence. I don't, I just, I don't like this spot for Jacksonville. Um, Zay Jones is priced up a little bit more now. Um, Christian Kirk hasn't seen quite the same role. Like I was playing a ton of him earlier in the season. Um, just hasn't been quite as productive here recently. I just, I don't like this spot against Dallas. I'm not chasing Evan, Evan Ingram's game. Um, like 15 targets for Evan Ingram, two touchdowns. Come on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably off Jacksonville altogether, which is why I feel like I'm playing this game with, with the Dallas rushing attack. Yeah. 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 Ah, uh, man. Like there's two ways. There's probably three ways to build this game. Um, I think the first way you build this game is Dallas running backs, potentially Dallas defense fading Jacksonville. I think that is probably going to be my main way to target this game. But I mean, I think if you're, it depends on how many teams you're playing. Like I usually play like 20 to 40. If I'm playing 20 teams, I'm definitely going to have multiple ways of this game. Cause I think this game has a ton of potential or it's just going to be Dallas rolling over Jacksonville. But the fact that Houston can move the ball against Dallas last week just has me all messed up um, on top of everything. Like Houston had a great chance to beat Dallas last week. What? Like, Oh man. Anyway. Um, so Dallas running backs, Dallas defense, or going with one of the quarterbacks passing options on either side and kind of building a high scoring game game script. Like, you know, we, we talked about the potential of like, Kansas City, if Houston can keep up, they could go big. If Chicago can keep up, Philadelphia can get big. Well, I mean, this is the same type of scenario, right? If Jacksonville can show up against one of the best, the the best, really the best defense in the NFL this season, if they can show up against this defense, then, you know, the Dallas passing stacks might work. I mean, the running backs could work in that scenario too. So you could build running backs and run it back with like a Kirk Zay Jones or Ingram type of plays. So, I mean, that's why I said, I think there's three ways to build this game. Um, and like I said, if I'm, if I'm building 20 teams, I'm getting exposure to all three of those ways. Um, Cause I, I mean, this is a game I think I could use up like six to eight spots on of those 20 teams and feel comfortable with it because I, I think getting this game right is going to be a key to success on the weekend. So that's my thoughts on this one. We're moving on. To the four o'clock games. We got four of them this week. Arizona at Denver, 36 and a half total. Denver, a two and a half point favorites. We got the battle of the backup quarterbacks in this one. Um, Kyler Murray on the IR. Hate to see it. Um, Russell Wilson dealing with a concussion, did not practice Wednesday. Colt McCoy got banged up in the game, too. I mean, this guy just can't stay healthy, it seems like. So, I mean, that's not a good sign. What do you like here, if anything, for Arizona? Yeah, poor one out for Kyler Murray. You you hate to see injuries, especially to star players who are really exciting and fun to watch. ACL, that definitely, yeah, and that's the worst, especially for a mobile quarterback like him. So, poor one out. Um, that that leaves this game pretty 
uninteresting to me. Um, Denver has played awesome defense. They have not been a good team overall, but they've been an, an outstanding defense this year. Like, if it's McSorley over McCoy, he's minimum price, and he does run the fall. And hate him naked. Um, basically, you're playing a running back in your quarterback slot. I, I mean, I won't do it a ton, but I think that's that's an option. Um, I'm not playing any any pass catchers here. I think James Conner just he played a ton of snaps again, and he has a massive role. We don't have very many workhorse running backs in the NFL anymore, but James Conner is one. I don't love the matchup for him, uh, but he has a great role. And with the change at quarterback, he like they're just going to lean on James Conner. I wouldn't be surprised by 15 to 20 carries and another five to eight targets. Um, so I like the role for Conner, but it's a bad matchup off the passing game. Um, that's about it. Definitely don't mind the James Conner call. Um, he can get targets out of the backfield too. Colt McCoy has no problem checking it down. He threw the ball, what, 40 times last week against New England? I mean, this is going to be a similar type of game script. I think Denver gets up in this game. Um, I kind of like Hollywood Brown. 5,500 for a guy that has the ceiling that he has, even with Hopkins. I think he can go for 20-plus. And I think when we're starting to talk 4X at 5,500, that like has tournament-willing upside and I think he is in play. I think the game script is going to be pretty slow, but I do think that Arizona gets down in this game. So I think they will throw the ball a little bit more. If McSorley plays really just Connor and maybe just yeah. really the Denver defense. Um, <laughs> like you said, he is minimum salary. Um, I still don't think I get there, but he is minimum salary. Still don't think I get there, but he is minimum salary. Moving on, Denver side of this game. One, one more, one more name on Arizona because I played so much Greg Dortch on the showdown, and Greg Dortch like barely saw the field because Robbie Anderson catching passes. So again, it's a terrible matchup. Robbie Anderson saw four targets last week. He's thirty one hundred. It's a guy with big playability. So I don't, I don't hate that as a an absolute punt. But moving on. I mean. I, I mean, it is it is good to note that like it was after a bye week and he did get traded during the season. So, I mean, maybe the bye week caught him up a little bit. I mean, I mean, that's a fair like fair note to make when you're breaking down a game. So, um, yeah, snap wise, uh, he had 16 routes run and Dorch had two. A.J. Green still had 33. So I still think A.J. Green is like wide receiver three um, if they get trailing big time i think robbie anderson is going to see the field though so denver side of this football game um this game changes so much if russell wilson plays um i tried to tell you last week i didn't even listen to myself <laughs> like i ended up like getting off of him and i'm still mad about it but it, it worked if you listen to me and you didn't do what I did and not listen to me. Uh, Wilson had a pretty solid game last week for his price. Was one of the better point-per-dollar quarterbacks. Judy had a monster game. Um, I really want Wilson to be back. I don't know if he will be. Um, I don't know if Sutton will be back. He's still dealing with a hamstring injury. The question is, like, if Wilson is out, what are we doing? Like, do we really trust, like, Ripon? Like, he just looked terrible against the Jets. 
Arizona pass defense stinks. So, I mean, this is a much better matchup than facing the Jets. Latavius Murray still getting a majority, but like we're we're slowly starting to see like Mac become more involved in the passing game and Murray losing some passing down um, work. So, I don't even think we can like say he's like a guy where you can trust. Um, Dolchich is still a really solid tight end play. Judy, if Sutton is out, is going to continue to get peppered. I just, I don't know. Like, ripens 5K. Great matchup, but I, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Denver? Yeah, I mean, I'm just very lukewarm on this game altogether. I, like, I don't trust Ripon. I completely agree with you. Judy absolutely smashed, so I'd be fine playing him. Um, even if Sutton's back, I think you can play some Judy. Like, I'm not scared of this Arizona defense. Not touching the the running back situation, like you said, Max starting to work his way into the picture a little bit more. Murray's still really cheap, but not not an explosive guy anyway. Um, we did see Mac. I, I don't know. I think that was just kind of a fluke. Took a sixty yard touchdown pass to the house. Like, I don't. That's not happening. I don't think he's he very two explosive other anymore. For negative four yards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, he's <laughs> a guy who had a serious knee injury too. He's just not as he's not the same guy he was in Indy. He's another one of these washed up running backs who just don't have the juice anymore. So staying away from the running backs. I like the Judy and the Dulcich call. Um, I don't think I need to play rip them. Um, I, like Judy's cheap enough. If he's going to see that amount of targets, I'm fine. Just playing him at 6,100 and kind of the same thing with Dulcich at, at 3,600. Probably no interest in stacking Denver here. Yeah, I mean, with Mike Boone getting hurt last week, I, I do think like Marlon Mack has the opportunity to play like 30%. It's 10 games slate. I don't think that you end up, but if you play like the four game, like late slate, and you want to take like a, a large field tournament shot on like Marlon Mack, I think that's where you could potentially do it. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna cruise along here. We got the Patriots at the Raiders, 44 and a half total here. Las Vegas for some reason is totaled. They should never I mean they should never be favored in a football game, it seems like. Um <laughs> what is going on? Like just so you guys know, like you can go take advantage of this right now, but my morning grind game is New England plus one, um, or even the money line. So there you go. Take advantage of it now. Anyway, um, We'll go to the New England side first. This is the second worst defense, the worst pass defense in the NFL. Stevenson banged up. Harris banged up. Myers banged up. Parker banged up. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is 3,400. And if one of Myers or Parker sits, Nelson Aguilar is going to be one of the guys I'm going to be way overweight on this week. Um, Jacoby Myers is a concussion, and I think Parker is a concussion. So, there is a chance that there's a chance that neither one of these guys play because they don't clear percussion or concussion protocol. So we might be looking at like Bourne and Aguilar at 34 and 31 as wide receiver one, wide receiver two against one of the worst, if not the worst, pass defense in the NFL. Sign me up for New England this week. Mac Jones, 5K. Um, if Stevenson doesn't play and Harris sits too, give me all the Mac Jones with these cheap wide receivers and let's see what happens. Man, I, I like this call. Um, not ex, not I didn't expect it, but, but you've talked me into some. Um, like my, I think Myers has a better chance to play than Parker. Um, Myers concussion was two weeks my, ago. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Parker didn't even. Parker's was Wednesday. bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know if you saw the play when it happened, yeah. but like, like shout bad. out really quick, like shout out Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, like yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like that is, that is a, that is a, a teammate that I want. Like if I am like, cause you don't know where you're at when you get a concussion. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like shout out to Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, cheap wide receivers, great matchup here. Potentially cheap running backs in a pretty good matchup as well. Um, I would say Pierre Strong looked better than Kevin Harris. They both looked okay. They both got work. Um, it's a it, like we know Belichick's going to split the backfield. You have to watch out for JJ Taylor. I would imagine if Stevenson and Harris are both out, JJ Taylor certainly gets activated, and I'd be really concerned about him taking work. But I do have interest in in the running backs too, just because they're all minimum price. Agree with your takes on on Aguilar and Bourne. Like, there's just going to be some volume to go around here, and they're 3K. So, again, I would add Taekwon Thornton in there as well. Um, he's got big playability, super fast prospect. Um, I don't hate this matchup for him either. I I have a lot of interest in in New England. We need to see how the injuries shake out. Um, but it kind of feels like Stevenson and Harris are sitting and Parker for sure. If, if Meyer sits too, you have basically an entire offense that's near minimum price, which is insane in a, in a great matchup in the dome in Las Vegas. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, we talk about weather in some of these games that you ain't worried about the weather in this one. Um, no. You know, we're going to talk about like the Chargers passing attack in the next game. Like, you're not worried about weather in that game. Um, so... I mean, maybe you don't even need to play Mac Jones. I, I like it. I like the 5K price tag and a potential pivot off of the Jets quarterback situation. But, I mean, the wide receivers and the running backs are potentially so cheap that, I mean, Friday and Saturday, going into Sunday, you really, like, this is a team you have to circle and just see who's in and who's out. Um, I know you do that with every team anyway. But, like, if Stevenson and Harris don't play, Strong is fast. He's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. It really is like a, it, he's so much like a James White to me. Um, so it's good to see him maybe finally getting some work. They seem like they want Kevin Harris to kind of be the inside the tackle guy. Um, coming from someone that like was way overweight on like Stevenson last week and his props and stuff, I was watching a lot of that game and Strong looks really fast and Harris looks like a pretty decent runner inside the tackles. So. I mean, yeah, there's so much cheap potential here. Got to pay attention. I, I wouldn't mind playing Aglor or Bourne um, in this game. And then I like the Thornton call. He's going to get targets as well as wide receiver three. I still don't think like I end up on a lot of Hunter Henry or or Smith here. It's just the target volume is not high with both of them getting snaps. Um, you just have to get the touchdown right. I'd probably pick Henry if I was going to pick one of the two. Going to the Las Vegas side of this game, um, man, I have 
have interest in Waller at 4,100, assuming that he is back. I know he got designated to return this week. If he plays, I feel like he's a cheap tight end that like we know that Waller has monster upside when he's healthy. Devontae's 9K. So hard to pay that price tag. Josh Jacobs, 8,100, banged up right now. He, I mean, never once am I ever going to say again he's not potentially in play. But, yeah, I want to see what happens with Waller. Renfro could be back this week, too, so I don't know how much that affects Mac Hollins. But we know Adams is going to get targets. Um, so if you're playing – here's the thing. like You're playing the cheap New England guys. You can definitely fit in Devontae Adams on the other side of this game. Yeah, I think that's the one thing right there is because the New England side is so cheap, running it back with Adams or, or Jacobs even isn't as – difficult as it otherwise would be um, because it's a tough matchup and both of these guys matched for several weeks in a row now their prices are are sky high here um i don't know what to do with josh jacobs i haven't been on the right side of him very often this year and it's mostly because i've faded him and he's absolutely smashed uh he has like the best work- workload in the nfl so Maybe you don't consider the matchup here and you pay up for him at 8,100. I can't see myself doing a ton of it since I've faded him for the majority of the year. Um, it's not an easy matchup for Matt, for Adams either, though. The Waller and Renfro re- potentially return in, returning makes this an even diff- more difficult situation to break down. So like if, if Waller and Renfro both make it back, I might just avoid this Las Vegas side altogether. Um, although playing so much New England has me wanting to run it back. So Adams is my lean right now. Don't love the price. Don't love the matchup. Um, I love the Waller call. Even like even if he's limited, which he probably will be, like he's a 6K tight end. So the fact that he's down at 4, 4K, I think he's in play. Um, so I, I like your Waller. I think he might be my favorite option here. 4,100 if he's back I mean it was a hamstring injury if they're saying like he's back I mean I expect him to be back back um so yeah um that's all I kind of got from this one this game has a lot of potential to be a like a higher scoring game that maybe flies under the radar Tennessee at LA taking on the Chargers 47 and a half total here Chargers a three-point favorite I mean, you already know that I'm going to like this game. I'm sure you know. You've worked with me now for we're in what week 15. I missed a couple weeks there, but you know um, that I love targeting the Tennessee pass defense. And I'm an idiot for not playing <laughs> Trevor Lawrence last week after I talk about this pass defense every week. Justin Herbert is going to shred this pass defense. Um, he is going to shred it. He's going to shred it. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yeah, I mean, get exposure to both of these guys. I mean, that's that's how I'm looking at it. They're both under 7K. They have massive ceilings. Eckler can do his thing. He's 8,500. We have some cheaper wide running backs this week. I don't know how much Eckler I end up on, but I love the passing side of this uh, Chargers game. And yeah, I started with the home team. My bad. All good. You were excited to talk about the Chargers. I, I am, am too. So um, I this is this is a fantastic spot for Justin Herbert and the passing game. Um, like I'm going to play a lot of Jalen Hurts, but I think I'm going to play more more Justin Herbert. Um, love Allen. Love Williams. 
I I'm going to play Eckler also with Herbert. Uh, he's basically a wide receiver. Like he, he does the majority of his damage in the passing game. Um, Tennessee is a, a great run defense, a terrible pass defense. Well, that, that lines up with Eckler. Like there's no chance I would play a Joshua Kelly in the spot because he's just not going to be able to do anything. I could see Herbert dropping back 45, 50 times in this game. Um, I don't know what else. That's really all that needs to be said. Great spot for Herbert in the passing game. Gerald Everett in play as well, 4,300. But I, I like the wide, the wide receivers are two of my favorite plays on the slate. Yeah. I mean, maybe you get different by playing some Eckler in this spot, but I, I'm just, I know that I'm going to be overweight on the two wide receivers. Um, I might even play some Everett this week too. Where does Tennessee keep up? I mean, that's going to be the thing. You know, we saw them struggle last week against Jacksonville. And Derrick Henry can only do so much. Um, He averaged seven yards carry last week. He did have a 50-yard run. I know. I know. I Listen, I I get it. But uh, Burks is banged up. Woods is banged up. We're going to wait and see. Um, Burks is dealing with a concussion. He still didn't practice Wednesday. I assume Robert Woods will play. It's an illness type of thing. Um, seven targets last week. Westbrook, eight targets last week. I'm going to keep saying it. Like I, We pounded at home against um, a Congo last week. This guy, the, nothing but praise from this coaching staff. He's very involved in this passing game right now. He's 3,100 and would be extremely cheap run back to help with your Herbert teams. Yeah, I, I love the Aconquo call. Um, like, this is a super athletic tight end. He is really carving out a significant role for himself, especially with the wide receiver injury he's been dealing with. So if Brooks, or Burks rather, is out again, Aconquo is my favorite tight end play on the slate. I think you can play Hooper also if Burks and Woods are out. We saw him have a decent target share, and I know they were trailing, and they, they threw a ton in the second half, but Hooper is – a talented tight end. Um, he's in play as well, but Okonkwo is, is the first guy I want for sure. Henry is interesting to me. Um, the Chargers don't have a great run defense. If Tennessee somehow plays from ahead in the spot, Henry could just continue to get fed here. Um, I thought we were in for an absolute smash week from Henry last week, um, and I was way overweight on it, so I wouldn't have complained. About that, unfortunately, he I think he had 98 yards and a touchdown in the first half, or the first quarter, rather. The first quarter, 98 yards and a touchdown, and he only finished with 121 and one touchdown. So he was on his way to a massive day, and then Jacksonville made some ad- adjustments or something and just shut him down the rest of the game. He did fumble twice as well, which was not ideal. Um, then Tennessee just kind of fell behind, and they, they went to the air. If Tennessee can, can stay from ahead – or at least keep this game within a score. Like I think Henry has potential to get, to see massive value spot. Yeah, he's 8K. I mean, definitely a running back that's capable of three touchdowns. Um, before we move on to the Tampa game, Richie Smalls in chat on YouTube. Will this be the chalkiest game? Question mark. I mean, potentially. I think. It really is going to depend on injuries, I think, throughout the week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think this game is going to be very popular for sure. Yeah, I, I do too. 
I think Philly would right. be popular also, but yeah, yeah I, I would say the Chargers are are the most popular stack. The Chiefs will get a lot of ownership too. I mean, going into Houston, they have a 31.75 implied total, which I think is the highest on the slate. So, I mean, the Chiefs are going to get plenty of ownership this week as well. Dallas will have some ownership too. I don't I don't know that we necessarily see like massive chalk on, on anybody, but we'll see how it shakes out. I think massive chalk could come with just value. Um, I mean, yeah. like those New England wide receivers could have potentially could have a lot of ownership um, this week because of like guys being out. Like if Myers and Parker sit, Aguilar, Thornton, and Bourne are going to be popular, and they should be. Stevenson and Harris sit strong, and Harris are going to be popular. Like there's just, I mean, the chalkiness is going to maybe be determined by value. Cincinnati Bengals at Tampa Bay taking on the Bucks 43 and a half total Cincinnati a three and a half point favorite in this one again solid weather I mean it's going to be great in Florida on Sunday we'll start here with the Cincinnati side of this game T Higgins banged up dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury I know Tyler Boyd hurt his finger as well um Hayden Hurst is doubtful in this one so I mean, all that tells me is like we're just going to see more condensed targets to like chase more mixing, um, more potential for like Piron to, you know, get some some work out of the backfield as well. You know, we saw last week it was like a it was like a 60 40. I think it was like 59 42 or something. They played a little bit together, kind of like the old Giovanni Bernard days. Um, what are your thoughts here on Cincinnati? Yeah, that the backfield situation is not ideal because Tampa Bay is a great run defense and Pirine is cutting in the Mixon's passing game work. So I don't know if I want to play Mixon in this spot. Obviously, he always has multiple touchdown upside. Just I don't love the matchup here. Um, priced up to seventy two hundred. I think they play from ahead here. Even in, even going into Tampa, they just seem like a little bit better team. Burrow's been playing really well. Still not sure I'm getting to Mixon. Um, I think I, I like Pirine on the other side of like a Brady stack, but even that hasn't worked out that often this year. So I like these are two good teams, and I want to have some exposure to this game. I'm just struggling. I think my favorite way is to stack Burrow, Burrow and Chase, um, and run it back with a Tampa Bay pass catcher. Like Higgins' injury situation is scary. Like they, that's the the second time now that he has just been active and not played in a game this week. So I don't know that I can touch Higgins. Um, just give me Burrow and Chase in this spot, I think. Yeah, he ran one route. Um, yep. Boyd ran, I think, only one route as well. So, yeah, I mean, if – if so, I mean, if Higgins and Boyd sits with Hurst doubtful, you could potentially take a shot on Irwin. Um, I mean, he's going to run routes. I don't know how much we're really looking at for him, like – target share wise it was really low last week i know he scored a long touchdown um i'm not i'm not saying him because he scored a long touchdown like i'm looking at the advanced numbers and saying hey he ran the same amount of routes that jamar chase did last week um this could be a competitive game they could double jamar chase they should double jamar chase um so i'm looking at it from that aspect or even like a trent taylor but he is banged up as well so I mean, I, I really think like if you're taking a shot, it'd be Irwin. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I think Burrow, Chase, Stacks, definitely in play. 
going to like the Tampa side, you can run it back with like a Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Um, I mean, we're seeing Julio Jones get these long targets and like show some upside in the red zone. Like he's 3,900. I mean, a touchdown and like five or six catches. He catches one of these long balls. Like, I mean, the connection for Tom Brady. I mean, this is a guy now with solid targets in four of his last five games that he's played. Uh, I mean, I don't think Julio should be 3,900. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah, I like that call. Um, I played a little gotta, bit of him last week. You got to fit in Jamar yeah. Chase and uh, Burrow somehow. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and Julio is a, a good way to do that. I, I, eight targets last week, 30, I like that actually. Um, Godwin versus Evans is always an interesting conversation. I always lean Godwin, especially on DraftKings, just because – it's volume over touchdowns for me. Godwin is certainly the volume guy. Um, tight end is interesting. Like break coming back kind of killed Kate Otten. Um, Kate Otten, like he had five targets last week, but they all came in like the end of the third quarter, fourth quarter. Uh, I think he had one target in the game until the fourth quarter. So like braid is interesting. If he can, if he's another week healthier, um he's a guy who tom brady trusts and we've seen him have a big role before um so I, i'm interested in the tight ends because they're both cheap i think it's still Brate over otten it's obviously a a trickier situation now with with Brate healthy um but they are cheap it's such an i mean it's such an interesting game i mean the potential of this game is high i mean yeah. you could see a lot of you could see i mean the the flip side is you have two solid defenses. Both of these teams are really close to like top 10 defenses against the pass and the run. So, I mean, you could see it like, but looking at like some of these games, like Pittsburgh, Carolina. Okay. That game kind of stinks. I don't have to have a lot of exposure to Atlanta and new Orleans. That game kind of stinks. I don't have to have a ton of exposure to Arizona, Denver. That game kind of stinks. Like, if everyone's going to be zigging, I can zag with like a Bengals Bucks sack. We know where the volume's going. It's just getting, it's usually just getting Edwin or, or Evans or Godwin right. And like Julio is just so cheap that you could pair him with one of those two guys. And if you get three touchdowns out of the two of them, I mean, you're off to the races. And if Chase does his thing, I mean, yeah, just a, a really solid potential game uh, to look at here on the slate where. I mean, two or three of these games just absolutely stink. I mean, and that's just being blunt. All right. Morning grind game time. Fun slate. Like getting through it, yeah. like talking it out, like breaking it down. It's like this game, this slate's fun. A lot of lot of potential ways to go on the slate. And I always think those are the slates that are are super fun. Quarterback for 300 plus passing yards. Who do you got this week? Who's going for 300 plus? I know I'm taking your guy after the way you talked about him, but uh, Justin Herbert is getting it done this week. You did not take my guy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Mac Jones, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I think Stevenson sits. I think Damian Harris sits. I think Myers plays, and I think Mac Jones lights up against his former quarterback coach. I, was Mac Jones, was he there with Mac Jones? I'm just kidding. I don't actually know. Don't hold me to that. 
Low on running back for a touchdown. It is Wednesday night. We don't have a ton of ownership, or we don't have ownership up at all yet. Um, so we're just going to kind of guess who we think could potentially be low owned and has a touchdown. Who do you got this week? Um, so I have, I'm not sure where Miles Sanders ownership comes in. Um, that's the guy I have, but I do have a backup. If you think he's going to be super popular, I, I think people prefer to play Hertz over, over Sanders. Um, but if he's under 10%, I certainly have a ton of interest in him. I have a backup. If you No, I think Sanders is always kind of overlooked. Okay. So Sounds I have good. no problem with that. Um, I mean, I struggle with this again this week. Like I struggled with it last week. Um, I don't think Pacheco goes low on this week. So give me, and I don't think he's going to be low on too. Hold on. I'm trying to find out, like think of, Oh, do you think Knight's going to be low on for the jets? That's he's definitely a guy I looked at. I kind of do. Um, people are a little bit scared of split backfields. Um, so yeah, I, I think he will be low on. All right, even if he's not, I, I like him to score touchdown this week. It's hard to do yeah. this without ownership. So give me night. Yeah. The other guy I had who I'm pretty sure will be low owned is Deontay Foreman, and you liked him a little bit as well. Yes, I um, like that call. Yeah, he's on he, my he list. He's the other guy I had. Give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown this week. I think Philly is just going to blow the doors off of Chicago. So give me Hurts to AJ Brown. Hurts to AJ. Um, man, my, I, I said Darnold to DJ Moore last week. <laughs> Was I wrong? <laughs> um, Man, I got a redemption now. Gosh, I just looked at that. I was like, oh, that's ugly. Um, you made me check mine. Mine was Cousins to Jefferson. Guess what? They did not score a touchdown, but they did go for 223 yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's see. I Give me Andy Dalton to Alave. I don't like to go chalky. No. If I was going to go chalky, I'd probably say Dak to CD or Herbert to Williams. Um, but I'm going to go against the against the grain because <laughs> why not? You're going to be real mad. I, I said Sam Darnold and DJ Moore last week. <laughs> DJ Moore had zero catches, so I mean, I definitely had to go against the grain. <laughs> um, <laughs> wide receiver for eight plus targets uh, this week. Hey, you said St. Brown for this one. Did he get? He got nine, he, right? Yeah, he had nine targets. Yeah. Um, I'm going this. I think this is a slam dunk this week. Keenan Allen has 28 targets in the last two weeks since re- returning from injury. Uh, he's a lock for 10, I think. Love that call. Um, love that call. I think that's a fantastic call. I think that is, you know, just a, a top end play. Listen, I like to be against the grain, but I am I'm just gonna take the chalk on this one. Give me Jamar Chase. Um I, this is just a spot where I'm not gonna be cute. I mean, he has at least eight targets now in his last five games, you know, spanning over a little bit of time. But yeah, Jamar Chase. Tied in for a touchdown. Who's scoring a touchdown this week? I love the way Chigo looks. Um, he looks like a, a fixture in this Tennessee offense going forward. Um, their receivers are banged up. 
I think he scores an, an, another touchdown this week. They like him a lot. Yeah. They like him a lot. You can see why too. Like you, he passes the eye test and all his measurables and everything. Like he's, he's a, a standout athlete and he looks really good on the field too. I'm going to go Schultz. Love it. Easy in chat says Juju for eight plus targets. He had 11 targets last week. That is a cheap way to get exposure to the Kansas city pass offense for sure. I like that call too. Yep. Uh, defense for 10 plus points. Who do you got? What defense this week? I am going with who did I put down here? I have Carolina against Pittsburgh. Like Mitchell Trubisky probably getting the start. Carolina's defense has been playing really well the last couple of weeks. I'd check and see what hat I had on. It would pain me to say this if I had a Dolphins hat on, but J E T <laughs> Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I love I love the call. Jets defense this week. Yeah. Um, I hope Detroit gets a lot of ownership. Give me the Jets defense. Um, going to the betting side of thing, any money line or against the spread, anything standing out to you here? Same line of thinking here. I'm I'm on the Jets money line. They're they're underdogs in some spots still that I saw. Um, minus one in other spots, pick them in other spots. Like Detroit has played amazing. Don't get me wrong, but the Jets defense is no joke, and I am very concerned about Jared Goff going outdoors in cold weather. I mean, they're good in all aspects. It, I mean. The Jets have the capability of being a really good team in like two years, maybe even yep. next year. I mean, so I, I mean, I already, I already said mine. New England money line. I love New England. If you want to take the plus one, there's it's plus one and a half some places. Las Vegas loves to lose football games. I mean, they love to lose football games. I have nothing else besides that. So. Uh, any over-unders that you like this week? So this one, I'm a little bit concerned that Philly just does it all by themselves. Um, but I don't think Chicago has any success at all against a really good Philly defense. The total in this one shocked me at, at 48 and a half. Again, if Philly puts up 42 points on their own, I might be in trouble here. But I like the under in, in Philly, Chicago. Philly under. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, I mean they they legitimately might score forty eight by themselves. I do. So, I, I mean, love the Philly offense. I just don't think there's any chance the Bears keep up and stop the gas in the second half. This might be the first time all year that in this question of the morning grind game we both took an under, but I'm going to take the under in the Denver Arizona game thirty six and a half. I don't expect Wilson to play either. I think we're going to get Colt McCoy going up against Brett Ripon. And I just, I mean, the Denver defense is so good that slow game. I think they're going to see a lot of Connor and Murray and it's just not going to get there. Love it. Any, uh, any player props standing out to you here? Um, let's see here. What do I have? Um, so I, I know I just took the under in this game and it's weird to take a quarterbacks over passing yards in the same game that you like the under in. Um, I like Hertz over 237 and a half passing yards, even though I don't like the, the reason I like the under in the game is because I don't think Chicago has any success at all. I love the Philly side of it. All right. Yeah. Just looking through and seeing if anything was like jumping off the page to me. Um, there's not a ton of lines out yet. 
which I hate. Um, give me. I mean, I'm gonna go back to the guy that we talked about um, quite a bit here already. Oh, where did it go? Hold on. I found the line. Oh man. There was a line for the tight end for um, Tennessee, and it's gone. I don't see it anymore. It was over 32 and a half receiving yards. If that pops back up, I love it. <laughs> I lost it. I, I just saw it. I don't remember where I saw it. Um, so, yeah. I, okay. For for game purposes, give me Chris Olave over 49 and a half receiving yards or 59 and a half receiving yards. Gone over sixty in, in three straight. Gets one of the worst defenses in the league. Give me, give me a lave um, against this Atlanta p- pass defense. There you go. I like it. Uh, sleeper picks. I mean, they don't have a ton of stuff up yet. Um, they do have a lave over fifty nine and a half. Who was yours that you just said? Uh, Jalen Hurts over two thirty seven. So we're just gonna parlay those into our our sleeper picks because they don't have a ton of stuff up yet. So. Alave over 59 and a half. Jalen Hurts over 237 and a half. Um, on price picks, Hurts is up at, at 230 and a half. So if Sleeper comes in around that number, I, I obviously like it even more. They have it at 237 and a half. And Sleeper. Yep. Okay. So we'll, we'll take those lines and double question. There you go. You got it for the favorite prop and the Sleeper pick today. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, this should be a fun slate. Um, obviously, we have a fun Saturday slate too. Like the Thanksgiving slate, these Saturday slates towards the end of the year, like just another opportunity to to make a little bit of money. So, good times. I'm excited for the Thursday night game. I don't know why, but I, I really think that I'm 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 just kind of excited. 49ers we're, and Seahawks. I mean, that's due a- for a a good um primetime game like the just, one last week was just totally ruined the third play of the game when kyler murray murray went down like it just it was brutal so hopefully it's a good one thursday night i think the game is going to be fantastic 49ers and seahawks i think gino could keep up potentially so we'll see yep. um but yeah i mean the saturday games michael Pittman. um i might not build a team without him so there you go he's cheap that's going to wrap it up here for week 15. We'll be back next week. Week 16 already next week. Wow. Can't wait. Um, Saturday games next week, right? Christmas, Sunday. I think all the games are Christmas Eve outside of the Thursday night game. And I think there is, yep. I think there's three games on Christmas. I know the Dolphins play on Christmas against Green Bay. Um, but yeah. So, and I know the Chargers and Colts play on that Monday. I think there's three games on that Sunday. So our main slate next week will be the Saturday game. So we'll be flip-flopping the roles a little bit. But you'll bet it. You'll bet it that I'll be talking about some Dolphins against the Packers too. (laughs) So hope everyone has a fantastic week. We'll be back tomorrow on the morning grind talking some hoops. Have a good one. We'll see you then.